This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Most of you know who I am. Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Five teams, seven years. Classic journeyman. Thank goodness, because it enabled me to have the life I do now, which is broadcasting games. I'll be in the booth Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Titans at the Saints for CBS Beyond fired up to be in the booth with Chris Lewis and Jason McCourty for that one. And I got all these podcasts. Shelby Harris was fantastic on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, the D-tackle for the Browns. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is hopping on board the Even Money Betting Podcast. The YouTube numbers are crazy. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And as a reminder, tomorrow... On the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, we'll have the great civilian goat, Greg Cosell. Check me out on social, please, at Ross Tucker NFL. You can see the press box food, the beer I'm drinking when I'm on the road, Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, at Ross Tucker NFL as well. Our podcast handle is at Ross Tucker Pod, which is really the best way to A, know when all the shows are posted, and B, to be able to see the highlight clips of all of those shows. The star of this show is Joe Dolan. Most of you know this. At FG underscore Dolan. He is the fantasy gangster from fantasypoints.com where it's not too late for you to go ahead and use the code 23FEAST to get a discount on the ridiculous amount of information they have over there. What are people doing with the info at Fantasy Points every week during the season, Joe, tell me. Well, Ross, the the biggest thing is we've uh, introduced the Fantasy Points data suite this year, which is our self-charted data um, that is geared towards the fantasy player. And it's really just a spectacular tool that we're we're essentially building up. We're, we're, we're going to have more tools introduced throughout the season and more stats introduced throughout the season. Um, that was our big focus this off season, really kind of separating ourselves there. And it really powers all the articles that we write at Fantasy Points, and it powers a lot of the discussion that we're going to have here on the podcast. So um, just a, a, a really fantastic tool that I've been using to write my week one article. I'm going to have a, a, an article on some of the biggest mismatches of every week. So it, it's really a spectacular tool. Well, Joe, 
one of my favorite things, the two things I like the most about you are your personality and your energy. And then the other thing is your stats, your data, which as you said, a lot of times it's from the fantasy points data. You have interesting notes, stats for me every week that I had not heard, didn't realize, which I absolutely love. So the format of this show is pretty cool. We have two episodes every week. So we'll drop one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. You know, truth be told, we record them both on Wednesday, but we want to split them up so that they're digestible for you guys. And we don't want your app to go crazy if we try to post them both on the same day. So we'll post one Wednesday as soon as we're done recording. And then Thursday, shortly after, I guess, midnight on the on the West Coast. So we don't mess up your apps. So you'll have it for your Thursday morning commute. Make sure you have your lineup set, all those things. And I don't know, Joe, that we're going to necessarily touch on every skill guy in every game. Yeah. What I think is important is probably to touch on, you know, what's notable or noteworthy for each team in every game, right? Like, if it's the Vikings and we know it's Jefferson and Madison and Cousins, you know, these narrow teams then that's a little bit different. But if there's something really notable, like there is in this first game with the Chiefs and the Lions, obviously that's what we're going to touch on. So let's start there. It's Thursday night. It's the opener. The Chiefs are hosting the Lions, and Travis Kelsey's injured. It doesn't appear to be serious. There's some thought that he might still play. That would really surprise me. Uh, With having 10 days Mm -hmm. after this game, I, I'll even go as far as to say I would be stunned if Travis Kelsey played in this game. I don't think he's going to play. I think the Chiefs are going to take it smart and understand that it's a long season. Um, so th- there's a couple things I'm focusing on. Number one, uh, when the Chiefs are on defense, uh, the Chris Jones factor. Is Chris Jones going to play in this game? Um, Chris Jones is, is angling to reset the market for a defensive line contract. And quite frankly, an injury to Travis Kelsey probably just emboldens him. Just saying, hey, look, uh, now now our best offensive weapon is injured, so why should I go out there and maybe injure myself when I'm looking for a big contract? So that emboldens Chris Jones, and if he doesn't play, that certainly helps the Lions' offense. Now, on the other side, with Travis Kelsey injured, and we both think, Ross, he's not going to play, I wouldn't be shocked if the Kansas City Chiefs, who have two new offensive tackles protecting Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't be stunned. If the Chiefs came out and ran the football a little bit at the beginning, look, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, okay, they're always going to be a pass-heavy team. I'm grading on a curve here, and I'm saying do they run the ball a little bit more against Detroit? Last year, the Lions had a terrible time stopping the run. They gave up the fourth-most rushing yards in the league while also allowing a fourth-most 1.96 adjusted yards before contact per attempt. That is from Fantasy Points Data. And the Lions also surrendered a 7.5% explosive run rate. That was second-worst in the NFL. Though Kelsey being unavailable would change this, the Chiefs were able to generate the fourth-most rushing attempts against light boxes last season. The Lions gave up 7.5 yards per attempt with a light box last year. Wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Pacheco has a little bit more success in this game. Ooh, okay. What about when the Lions have the ball? I'm really looking forking to seeing what Jameer Gibbs does. The Lions are like, ooh, we're going to invent a role for him. Um, 
I don't know what that role is going to be outside of maybe some Christian McCaffrey stuff, but that is what I'm focusing on with with the Lions in this game. I want to see how they use Jameer Gibbs. That is my A number one focus for the Detroit Lions. Well, they say they're going to use them like nobody's ever been used before. I don't really even know what that means, but I am very curious. Every Thursday, Joe, since I'm clearly the, the fantasy expert and the DFS expert here, I'm going to give one stud play and one value play courtesy of DraftKings. This week, I think it's pretty obvious, right? For the stud play, I'm going with Amon Ra St. Brown. He's currently 7,500 on DraftKings. Who else is Jared Goff going to throw the ball to? I mean, that's his guy. That's his security blanket. It's week one. Love Amon Ra St. Brown as the stud play. For my value play, it's got to be Noah Gray, right? I mean, Noah Gray is the one that would stand to benefit if Kelsey doesn't play. I don't think Kelsey will play. So I would highly recommend you get Noah Gray in your lineup for 2.8K. I think that will pay off handsomely. Joe, let's move on to Sunday at 1. We've got Carolina in Atlanta. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a fascinating game from uh, the Panthers' perspective. Obviously, Bryce Young is going to be the quarterback. But the question I have about the Panthers is, do they have any speed? Do they have anybody who can separate at wide receiver? So we're going to find out very quickly who Bryce Young's number one target is. I I presume it's going to be Adam Thielen at the beginning of the year. But does Adam Thielen have a whole lot left in the tank? On the flip side, is there a shadow situation here? Drake London against J.C. Horn. And I, look, I understand Sauce Gardner is a guy who's getting a lot of hype, and for deservedly. Patrick Sertan's getting a lot of love. Is he the best corner in the NFL? Put some love on J.C. Horn's name. J.C. Horn, last year, faced Drake London on 12 routes. He didn't get a target when in J.C. Horn's coverage. Last year, J.C. Horn didn't allow more than 49 receiving yards to a single receiver. That was D.K. Metcalf, and he didn't allow a single receiving touchdown last year. Horn allowed .17 fantasy points per route run last year. That was the same as Patrick Sertan. He should be getting more love, and I'm very interested to see this matchup with Drake London and J.C. Horn. Maybe... If Drake London's going up against J.C. Horn, that encourages Arthur Smith to play some fantasy football and actually scheme up targets for Kyle Pitts. Because uh, I don't know what the heck he's doing. There's, I think there was a report from The Athletic that Kyle Pitts is going to be fourth on this team in targets. That would be utter malpractice this year. And this year, and this game is going to allow us to see what is Kyle Pitts' role. Before we get to the Texans and the Ravens, I'm getting hungry, and thankfully, I know the answer. Did the game go to timeout? It's time to order on DoorDash. Wait, is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered while you root for your squad. Yes, that means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yep, right now, the loaded nacho cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Joe, it's the Texans in Baltimore. 
against this new-look Ravens offense. Yeah. And that I'm really excited to see how much the Ravens throw it, what kind of uh, what kind of scheme Todd Monken runs. I'm also excited to see what J.K. Dobbins looks like uh, in this offense. And there's been a lot of talk that the Ravens are going to throw the ball more to their running backs this year, which has not been something that Lamar Jackson does. And it, for mobile quarterbacks, they often don't check the ball down. They rather run than check the ball down, remove the middleman from the equation. So the Ravens' new offense is certainly going to be the focus for me in this game what does J.K. Dobbins look like outside of Mark Andrews who is Lamar Jackson's top target they have Rashad Bateman they have Zay Flowers they have Odell Beckham which one of these guys does Lamar Jackson gravitate to I'm very excited to see this game for the Ravens in what could be one of the most important fantasy scenarios of the entire season what do the Ravens do because in theory this could be a really good offense for fantasy football what are we thinking about for the Texans? Just riding Damian Pierce or what? Yeah, um, th- there was some hype for Nico Collins late in the draft process. Late, like he was kind of the guy that 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 C.J. Stroud was gravitating to. You know, John Mechie. What didn't maybe take um, take hold of the starting role? Tank Dell. What is his role going to be? Because we know he's talented. He's just really small. So. Damian Pierce is the only Texan I'd feel comfortable. Well, maybe Dalton Schultz. I think there's a lot of folks who just think Dalton Schultz is going to lead this team in receptions because it's kind of what he did with the Cowboys. You know, if you needed five yards on third down, he got you five yards. But Dalton Schultz um, and and Damian Pierce are probably the only guys I'd feel comfortable starting in week one. I want to see what their breakdown of the snaps and the targets at wide receiver looks like. Had Shelby Harris on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, Joe, asking him about the plan of attack against Joe Burrow with this calf injury. And I guess I'm curious, we all expect Burrow to play, Joe, but what do you think it might mean, if anything, for the Bengals offensively from a fantasy perspective? Well, um, I wonder how much they're going to lean on Joe Mixon in the run game because this was a run defense last year that was not very good. Um, this was a run defense that gave up quite a bit of uh, of production. They gave up 1.93 adjusted yards per contact uh, per attempt last year. The Browns did that was fifth most in the NFL. And if you want if you want context on what that means, it essentially removes scrambles from the equation. So because obviously on scrambles, uh, defenders aren't going to contact the quarterback until a few yards down the field. So what that means is it really on designed runs, how many yards per contact are they giving up? The, the Browns were not good in that department last year. They struggled against the run. Do the, um, do the Bengals come out with Joe Mixon and run the football? Joe Mixon was very inefficient last year, but he had a massive role. So I'm interested to see if the Bengals lean on him a little bit more with Joe Burrow banged up. I'm not interested to know what other people are drinking while they watch the games because there's only one right answer. It's Labatt Blue Light. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Thursday night, Sunday, Monday night, always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What about the other side, Joe, for the Cleveland Browns on offense? Are you buying Deshaun Watson? Well, I thought there was a, there there was points when um, he was getting hype this offseason, and then there was the joint practices with the Eagles where beat writers said, you know, he didn't look all that good. But I have to imagine Deshaun Watson is going to bounce back this year. Um, and the player I'm really looking forward to watching is Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was a guy who obviously ended up in the doghouse with the Jets last year. But this offseason, the Browns have been absolutely praising Elijah Moore. We're using him in the backfield. We're using him um, in the slot. We're using him out wide. He has all kinds of different roles. Is Elijah Moore somebody who's going to be fantasy relevant early and often? That's my big focus for the Cleveland Browns in this matchup. The Jaguars are in Indy to take on the Colts. Jaguars have some offensive tackle issues, Joe. What will you be watching with them offensively? Well, I want to see what Calvin Ridley looks like. Um, Calvin Ridley basically hyped his way into the third round of fantasy drafts this offseason. And this is a guy who hasn't played football in two years. So is there going to be rust for him to shake off? Is, is Trevor Lawrence going to gravitate towards him right away? Is he somebody who's going to get off to a slow start and then maybe pick it up later in the season? Because remember, Christian Kirk's a guy who's coming off an 80-plus catch, 1,000-plus yard season at wide receiver with Trevor Lawrence, and Christian Kirk was going two, three rounds later in drafts than Calvin Ridley was. So that breakdown is going to be fascinating for me, as will how much Tank Bigsby plays in that backfield. Does Travis Etienne start to catch the ball a little bit more, or does this become a true committee for the Jaguars? The other side, the Colts, no Jonathan Taylor. We Uh, know that, Joe. So Zach Moss has a broken arm. He broke it um, in practice very shortly after Jonathan Taylor demanded his trade, by the way. And the Colts beat writers seem to think Zach Moss is the best option of this group, but he might not play in week one. If Zach Moss doesn't play, Deion Jackson is expected to be the starter. Um, I would think Deion Jackson, from a fantasy perspective, is a low-end RB2. I think you can play him. Maybe you, ha- you you have a team like I did in a draft this past weekend, and you went full zero RB. And I drafted Deion Jackson thinking, you know, maybe he gets me one or two usable weeks early in the season, and then I can move on. What is Deion Jackson's role vis-a-vis Evan Hull, the rookie running back out of Northwestern who can catch the ball a little bit? What, which of these running backs stands out? Because if Jonathan Taylor truly does not play for the Colts again, somebody in this backfield is going to get touches. Who is that player going to be? 
I think Deion Jackson's the best bet in week one. Joe, let's talk the Bucks in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. We've got some different skill position issues here for both teams. New quarterback in Tampa, new number two running back in Tampa, which I'm intrigued by. Got a great last name. And then for Minnesota, they got a new running back situation, obviously, with Dalvin Cook being with the Jets. So Minnesota, yeah. The, so Minnesota's a narrow fantasy team. Does that mean Alexander Madison is simply going to be the guy who does it for them? Is Alexander Madison going to be the bell cow back, or are they going to mix in some other guys here? Are they going to mix in uh, uh, Ty Chandler? Are they going to mix in other players? And does Jordan Addison essentially replace Adam Thielen, who had hundred and close to 110 targets last year? Does Jordan Addison replace Adam Thielen one to one on the target on the target pecking order? We know ju- just Justin Jefferson's the number one here, but does Jordan Addison come in and immediately usurp? Uh, Adam Thielen's role, or does K.J. Osborne get a little bit more? That's what's really going to be fascinating to watch about Minnesota because we know Minnesota produces. It's just a matter of who is getting the production. Can Alexander Madison replace Dalvin Cook? In the games that we've seen Alexander Madison replace Dalvin Cook in the past, the answer has been an overwhelming yes. He has produced with volume. Can he be more efficient this year, or do they view this as more of a committee? I think they're going to come out, and I think they're going to run the ball with Alexander Madison this week. I do think that's what the Vikings plan to do, and that's why they were comfortable moving on from Dalvin Cook. As for the Bucks, Baker Mayfield, when's the last time he looked really good? I would say two years ago in Cleveland when he took them to the playoffs. Was that three years ago at this point? He had some moments with the Rams last year, but his tenure with the Panthers was a disaster. Can Baker Mayfield use this really good receiving depth chart and actually produce? Fantasy draft markets say no. Because fantasy drafters were not excited to draft Chris Godwin, and they especially were not excited to draft Mike Evans. Mike Evans has set the deadline for the new contract. Could Mike Evans be playing himself into a trade is something that I'm wondering. I thought they should have traded him uh, earlier this offseason. So Mike Evans is going, I really want to see what Baker Mayfield does in this game because the fantasy markets were not at all excited about him. And then the big one. Rashad White, despite having a clear pathway to a bell cow role in this backfield, never really moved up draft boards. Sixth round, seventh round. I've been a Rashad White believer this offseason, but there is a groundswell in the fantasy community that views undrafted free agent Sean Tucker out of Syracuse as a true threat to his role, Tucker's already the number two here. He is the backup running back. So do they give Rashad White the opportunity to be a bell cow? And if he falters, how much do they trust Sean Tucker to do that? Sean Tucker is one of those guys who, in your hometown leagues, you know, I know everybody's drafted by now, but in your hometown leagues, that's the true definition of a sleeper. He's an undrafted rookie who's the number two running back on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, if you want to go to any of these games, by the way, Joe, it's all about the game time app. I'm like obsessed with this thing at this point. You can even get to that game I'll be at, Titans and Saints. Download the game time app on your phone. 
The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Love the fact that you can actually get images of your seat before you buy. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code FEAST for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Joe, we've got the Titans and the Saints, the game I'll be at. Yeah, the Titans and the, uh, like the Saints struggled against the run last year. So um, I'm interested to see if Derrick Henry just comes out. I mean, we know what the Titans are going to do. Like they're going to give Derrick Henry the football. Um, that's not all that interesting, but he's really good for fantasy. The other question I have, and it's going to refer to my most drafted player in all of fantasy football this year, Chigakonkwo, the tight end for the Titans. From an efficiency standpoint, we're talking yards per route run and all, all that stuff. He was Gronkian as a rookie. The problem was he didn't have a lot of volume. And it's easier to be efficient when you don't have volume. Can he maintain, I'm not even saying you have to maintain Gronk levels of efficiency, but can he be still a pretty efficient player with more volume? We know Traylon Burks is banged up. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his targets, but he's lost a step. Does Chig Okonkwo, does he he get a bigger role, and can he produce with a bigger role? That's what I'm really excited to see. Tell me, what what are these Gronkian stats, Joe? Well, last year... Chigakonkwo, from a yards per route run perspective, literally had one of the greatest rookie tight end seasons of all time. And, I mean, Gronk is up there. Kyle Pitts is up there. We're talking some of the biggest names in the history of fantasy football at the tight end position. Chigakonkwo ranked up there in yards per route run. The problem is he didn't run all that many routes. He outproduced Traylon Burks on about 100 fewer routes last year. So, Chigakonkwo was really good. Can he do it with more uh, with more volume? What about the Saints on the other side, Joe, to wrap up this episode? Yeah, so what does the running back rotation look like without Alvin Kamara for the first three games? I presume Jamal Williams is going to start, and I think Jamal Williams is a good RB2. Is Michael Thomas back? Can Michael Thomas actually produce for Derek Carr? Who does Derek Carr prefer to throw the ball to? In this offense, Chris Olave is expected to take a big step. He was a second and third round pick for fantasy football. And can Jawan Johnson rise into the ranks of fantasy tight end one? Well, Jawan Johnson's been very, very clear that he thinks he can take the next step this year, which I think is fascinating. Really looking forward to watching Jawan on Sunday. Looking forward to episode two we got a bunch of games still to get to, starting with the Niners and the Steelers. That'll be in your podcast app shortly after midnight. Make sure you listen to both episodes. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+. Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. 